0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. He always got straight A's, but his report card said he talked too much. This is The Roy Green Show. So our technical issues have been resolved. Thank you, everybody, for uh, staying with us. And occasionally these things happen. The more sophisticated equipment gets, the more sensitive it is, but the more incredibly uh, um, detailed the sound becomes. And so we have to balance occasionally. Here's a statement from Hartley Lefton from uh, the Ontario Party Leadership Election Organizing Committee. I would like to congratulate our new Ontario PC party leader, Doug Ford, for his election yesterday, Doug's election was definitive, and he will now lead our party into a general election. So that's the party telling Christine Elliott. It's Doug Ford, and I suspect that Ms. Elliott will probably be graciously stepping aside fairly quickly. That's my guess. Dr. Yuri Felshchinsky joins us on The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. He's an historian, history professor, and author of many books, including one that he co-authored with Alexander Litvinenko, The Blowing Up Russia, and it was while that was being done that Litvinenko was murdered by a Soviet agent in London. And so this week we have the story of Sergei Kripol, who was an officer of the Russian military intelligence agency, GRU, who was convicted of high treason and uh, likely poisoned by nerve gas in the British town of Salisbury, uh, Doctor Felstinsky has written about this particular uh, this issue, and um, he joins us uh, from Paris. Yuri, thank you very much uh, for the time. Why, why, does this? Was this definitely Putin?
1: Uh, if we have to choose between yes and no, I would say yes, and there are some pieces of information which indicates that Moscow is behind this attempt to uh, kill a former Russian spy. Uh, First of all, the, the history of his family is tragic. We should call it tragic now. His wife suddenly died in Britain in 2012, then his son suddenly died. Something happened to him in Moscow in 2017. This is last year. And then, of course, he himself was poisoned uh, in Britain just several days ago, together with his daughter. So it looks like the whole family basically was sentenced to death. And uh, since we have this you know, connection to Moscow first when he was exchanged in 2010, then with through the death of his son, I, I think it's reasonable to claim that we should be very suspicious and we should consider the possibility that Russia is behind. Uh,
0: I just read uh, from your, your piece on uh, Sergei Skripal, just reading a few lines here, the 2010 exchange of Colonel Sergei Skripal for 10 Russian sleepers who were arrested in the United States, was not what you would call a typical exchange. You go on for a few lines, and then I see it appears that from his first day in the United Kim- Kingdom, Skripal had remained in serious danger without realizing it, since no one has before touched the exchanged spies. So this was a, this was a, a new move, if it was in fact well, Putin, right? Well, everything in this story is new. Uh, first of
1: all, I believe this is the first time when a Russian citizen caught for spying for Britain in Russia was exchanged for Russian citizens caught for spying in the United States abroad. Uh, This never happened before. Usually you would exchange a foreign spy, a foreign citizen caught in Russia for spying for a Russian citizen caught for spying abroad. Uh, And... uh, they probably did not have choice between the, because they wanted to get those 10 sleepers back to Russia as soon as possible. You remember, I'm sure, that story. Uh, it's included a famous Anna Chapman, which later paused for like everything, including Playboy, something like this. But uh, anyway, they wanted to get those 10 people back to Russia. They didn't have any foreign spies in prison, so they compiled quickly, a group of four Russian citizens. Uh, The only serious spy in that group was Skripal. And it's very possible that when they've done it, they realize that probably they're making a mistake because they're kind of inviting Russians to start to spy for foreign countries because if you know that there is a possibility that you are going to be exchanged at the end, then you really have kind of reasons to to start spying. That's probably why he was in danger. That's probably why in day number one they were thinking about killing him if the opportunity presented itself. And that's, I think, what was done.
0: And the fact that they used poison is significant.
1: Well, yes, because you see, if you kill a person with a gun, then everybody knows that he was killed. Uh, If you threw him uh, out uh, of the window, everybody is going to be suspicious as well. But when you use poisoning, uh, this leaves you several opportunities to claim that murder didn't take place. Because first, you need to prove that he was poisoned. Then uh, we will have to prove that this poison came from Russia. This is going to be very difficult, of of course, to prove because... Mm -hmm. Last time they used polonium against uh, Latvian, the first time, I guess, in 2006. But after that particular poisoning, they never used radioactive poisoning because they leave traces. When Alexander Piripovichny, another Russian, uh, was killed in London, they used different poisoning. And now I'm sure they use another poisoning, right. and uh, we are going to have difficulties to, to prove it. And All then, right. of course, when we present uh, Putin with the facts, he will deny it.
0: Yuri, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate you talking to us. Of course. Always. Thank you very All much. All the best. Mm-hmm. Dr. Yuri Felstinsky, professor of history, Russian history, and he's an American citizen now. When we come back, more about what's coming up next hour on The Green Show.